Hello everyone. Welcome to another Sunday in TCG where we give Yeshua the pre-air meanings. Amen. We'll put him first. Hallelujah. It's Sunday, November 14, 2021. And we have a very short message for us today. And the title of that message is A Way Out. Amen. You can say there is a way out, or you can just say a way out. Hallelujah. Our main scripture is 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, but we'll start from verse 12. Amen. Can somebody read from any version? Those who think they are standing firm are better be careful than they do not fall. Those who think they are standing firm. My version says, therefore, let him that thinks he stands take caution, lest he falls. Verse 13. Every test that you have experienced is the kind that normally comes to people. Every test that you have experience is the test that normally comes to people. Okay. When God gives his promise, and he will not allow you to be tested beyond your power to remove firm. At the time you are put to the test, he will give you the strength to endure it and so provide you with a way out. <laughs> provide you with a way out. What's the title of our message? A way out. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, let me read from Bible in Webster Bible. It says, Therefore, let him or he or she that thinks he stands or she stands be careful lest he falls so that he or she does not fall amen the reason why we keep coming to church the reason why we keep having fellowship with god is because as children we always have need of our source our who source abba abba means source our father amen we keep coming because at the end of the day we are humans our our frame is fail, is frail is weak hallelujah most of the times when we think that we, we are strong once more headache can put you down amen that's the bible says do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what tomorrow may bring forth amen we keep coming together as one to have fellowship, to encourage ourselves, not forsaking the assemblies of, of, of ourselves together. Why? So that we encourage ourselves, we see from the word of God, his promises towards us. And the reason why we keep having fellowship with God is so that pride may never have hold of us. The Bible, what makes one to fall is pride. Pride is you thinking that I can do it without God. What does the Bible say in the Old Testament? It says pride goes before a fall. Before you see somebody going to fall, falls down, pride came. Somebody's walking, say, Ma, let me hold your hand, mostly children. Let me hold your hand, hey, daddy, it's okay. The next minute, the child falls. What happened? Pride, I think I can stand. What happened? The child falls. So as children, that's an example. They always assume that we are children, always needing a helping hand, the hand of God to lead us always. Why does the Bible say we should pray that we should not get into temptation? Because temptation is always around us. Why should we always lean on to God so that we should not fall? God is like that big wall that you take a ladder and you lean on top. 
There is no way you can be climbing on that ladder and you have the fear of a, mind, a mindset of fear that you can fall. Why? Because no, there's a, a support system that's greater than the weight that's exerted on that wall. Amen. You cannot meet a madhouse and take a ladder and put on a madhouse to climb on it. The next thing is that either you puncture the madhouse or both of you reach the ground. Amen. But the wall upon which we are leaning on is a great wall that is too, is unmovable. It's solid. In the book of Psalms, the Bible says, let us not lean on our own understanding. Let us not lean on our own strength, on our own abilities. Because by the time we think we are standing, we are falling. Take heed. Any man that thinks he or she is standing, should be careful lest he or she falls. And that's why it follows by talking about trials and temptation in this next next verse. Amen. Because these are the things that you see that comes around you and you think that you are able to hold them. Amen. Most of the time that there's a way we beat our banda in those days. Kitchen. Uh, fireside kitchen. To dry uh, uh, not even firewood. To dry not even corn. Plenty uh, peelings. To make uh, uh, a chew. Or to dry plantain for 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 um, poop, amen. Or some spice or pepper. That banner was not designed for you to put a firewood on top, amen. It was for those other things. It had its purpose. The things that you put on top also has weight, but the weight is proportionate to the strength of the banner. <laughs> but when you take firewood, because you have too much confidence, and you put on it, what happens? It cuts and breaks. Amen. Some that we have too much confidence in our own abilities, realizing that we are just weaker vessels. Amen. But we will allow God to hold us and pull us up. There's no witch that can pull us down. Amen. The Bible went to verse 13 and says, There has no temptation. His version, the good news version says, Is it good news version? Yes. It says, Try us. You can put trials, you can put temptation, you can put tribulation, you can put persecution, you can put challenges. So there has no challenge, no trial overshadow you, overtaking you. Except that which, but that which is common to man. Which means by the time you think you are experiencing something, the Bible says you are not alone. You have never been alone. You will never be alone. Because by the time you are experiencing, experiencing it now, somebody experienced it years ago. People have been experiencing the same thing and people will continue to experience it in the future after you. So by the time you think that you are alone, you are not. The Bible says it is common to man. So there's nothing you should see that says, God, why am I on today? So this thing is bigger than me. I've never heard anybody having this same challenge. The Bible says it is common to man. Everything that you can think happening around you, it is common to man. Whether it is death, whether it is sickness, whether it is lack, whether it is, uh, 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 why can I put it, poverty, it is common to man. Sometimes riches can be a curse, right? Because you having too much make you lose sight of holding on to God. You think that it is your money that keeps you alive. It's your money that makes you, that sustains you. For which our source of living is not wealth, it's not money, it is God. Amen. Since no temptation has overtaken except that which is common to man. But the Bible says, but God is faithful. What is our, fo- our focus? God is faithful. The temptations are there, the trials are there, the tribulations are there, the persecutions are there, the challenges are there, but what is happening? God is faithful. So those things will be there because they are common to man. So where's my where's my, my confidence? God is faithful. Not faithful to take away those things, but faithful. The Bible says He is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted, to be tried above what you are able to support? 
So if you can support it till now, it means that is the level of which God has permitted you to support it. If it does not kill you, it was not meant to kill you. Amen. Trials and temptation and persecution comes to make our resolve stronger, our faith stronger in the God who is able and who is faithful. Amen. He said, God will not allow you to be tempted, to be tried above your capability, but but will, with the same trial, with the same temptation, also make a way of escape. Make Make a way of escape, not out of the temptation, not out of the trials, with the same trial. And for us believers, what, what is the way out? Most of the times, we lose sight of prayer. We lose sight of fellowship. God brings us back to our knees. While you are in the challenge, while you are in the, in the trial period, what happens is that you keep you start having com- a, a consistent fellowship with God. You realize that your the peace of God overshadows you. The trials are still there. The, the challenges are still there. But the peace you have in you is the peace that tells you God is faithful. There is always a way out. Amen. The Bible says that you may be able to bear it. He makes a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Let me give us a story, an example. When trials come, there is a natural tendency of us humans to doubt our ability to receive the answers, to doubt our authority as believers to command the answers, mostly Christians. I I posted something on my status the other day. No warrior ever becomes an effective prayer warrior. (laughs) Amen. There's no way you can pray effectively where your mind is clouded with issues. Issues that God has said, I am able to to solve them. I am faithful to the end. All the answers you need, only believe and you shall receive. But once your mind is clouded with doubt, when I talk about clouded, I'm talking about doubt. Most of the times, even anger, anger clouds our judgment, right? Same thing as doubt clouds our faith, covers our faith. Once you talk about cloud, once your faith is face is clouded, you are driving a car and there's fog, it clouds your ability to see. So to doubt clouds your ability to see in the realm of the spirit, to see the promises of God. Hallelujah. Example. When Pharaoh decided to kill all the firstborn sons of the children of Israel, it was a catastrophe, right? It was a disaster. It was a period of temptation, a period of persecution, a period of trial. Now, look at the a miracle in the face of trial. Look at how God can make a way out in the face of persecution. When the mother of Moses decided to make a basket, First of all, that was already a testimony to fact that to make a basket that can float on water and water does not penetrate or enter inside. Amen. She made a basket, put the child inside. Where did she put the child? Uh, where did she put the child to be safe? On the river. But do you know that the river Nile that Moses was placed on on, on was infested with crocodiles. <laughs> Have you ever heard about the Nile? The Nile, the Nile crocodile. It's one of the longest in the world. One of the biggest. Now imagine the faith that she had, despite the fact that she was pushed to the wall. She still sought for refuge, sought for an answer in a place of danger. But what happened? God is faithful. 
So the, 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 the miracle was not the fact that Moses could float on water and was saved. The miracle was that Moses was on top of a, a river that had so many crocodiles and none of them touched him. So sometimes God puts you in the place of, <laughs> or takes you from the place of you crying for help and puts you in the place where you still seek for help in the midst of trouble. He takes you from a place of, and you think that God is giving you an answer. But God is putting you in a place where you look around, you still see the fact that there is no way out. You are like, God, I'm praying for an answer. Instead, I'm still seeing the pressure is, keeps piling. But where, 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 is our, our, where should our mind rest on? With the same temptation, he's able to make will escape. He will not suffer, he will not allow you to be tempted beyond that which you're capable to support. But it's always available to make a way out. So the way out of Moses from uh, Moses fleeing from death as, a, as an infant to becoming a great man was the fact that he had to leave the place of death to still meet a place of death. But in that place of death came life. God can use even the devil to bless you. God can use even the devil to raise you up. God can use even the most dire situation to lift you up. All you need to do as a child of God is do what? Remember, he is faithful to make a way of escape. He is faithful. All you have to do is stay humble, be patient in his word. Amen. Most of the time we get to a point where they say sometimes there's like there's a wall has been put before you. Amen. No man, there's, there's, there's the normal scripture that talks about when the enemy shall, enemy shall come in like a flood, the, the, the spirit of God shall raise up a standard against him. But most of the time, do you know that God allows the world to stand before you and doesn't push the world that only makes a crack in the world for you to pass through. He makes a small opening enough for you to squeeze through. Amen. The world will not crush you when you're passing through. But when you come at the other side, you look at your body, what do you have? Bruises. Most of the time, when we were young, we want to climb walls. <laughs> what happens is that when we come down, group, we want to check skin has paid off. What happens is that that is a testament, that's a testimony for the fact that we pass through that wall. Sometimes you hear about battle, a scar, a scars of battle. God allows some, sometimes to have those those marks, those marks for you to be able to look at it and say, Oh, indeed, this particular period, this particular season, I passed through the wall. This is just a, a, a battle scar to show that I was victorious at the end. <laughs> but most of the time, we think that when we are passing through trials, we should just come out the other end and there's no proof. But sometimes God allows those things to happen so you have a proof. When you tell somebody, I had an accident, I almost died. The best thing uh, what is the proof? You just show your hand. So you look at this cut. They gave me 19 stitches here. This is a proof. God did not make you to have that call to show that he was unfaithful, to show that God cannot save you to the fullest. He gave it to you for a testimony. Tomorrow, somebody who sees it can look at it. Hey, if God could remove you from this place, then my own is okay. Why? Because the person would now realize that all these things is common to man. But at the end of the day, we know that we are more than conquerors. Let me read something for us in the, in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2. The Bible says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you and through the rivers they shall not overflow you when you walk through the fire you shall not be burnt neither shall the flame kindle upon you neither shall the flame light upon you have you ever passed through water and you don't get wet no. can you pass through fire and you don't feel the heat 
So though you pass through the waters, it will not overflow you, but you shall get wet. To prove that you actually pass through the waters. Though you pass through the fire, it will not burn you, but you feel the heat of it. That is the same thing. It relates back to First Corinthians ten thirteen. No trial, no challenge, no persecution has overtaken you, has overshadowed you, except that which is common to man. But God is faithful that He will not allow you to be tempted beyond that which you are capable to support. But with that same temptation, that same trial, God is able to make a way of escape. There is always a way out to the children of God. No matter how the situation may seem as if it is impossible, there is always a way. Out. If I remember very well, Mr. Woj preached a message one time about the children of Israel crossing to the Red Sea, right? A way out, right? When they came and stood in front of the bank of the river, what did they look behind? They saw an obstacle. River now, river, uh, the Red Sea is not a, a small stream, it's not a sensor. <laughs> they can just put small stones and you jump on top. Hmm? It's not a river, it's a sea. They saw the sea before them. They look back, they saw an army coming. So before them is death, behind them is death. Where they are standing on is a death sentence. <laughs> if they wait, they are killed. If they cross, they die. So where they stand, where they are is where they are prison. But God is faithful. Most of the time we cry unto God as children of God. Crying unto God, looking at the hand of God. But most of the time God is asking us a question. Where is your own hand? When Moses was encountered God, God he sent Moses. Moses said, When I go to them, I would, what who would I tell them that sent me? What did God say? I am that I am sent you. I cannot tell that I was that I was. He said, I am, which means he's always present. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When Moses complained, say, Okay, if I tell him that it is that you, uh, you, you want me to, uh, to remove them by through your hand. What else would I tell them if they doubt me? Moses was not, was not doubting God's ability to do it. He was doubting, doubting his ability to carry, it, to carry out what God has given. And what did God ask him? What is in your hand? God was not doubting his ability to take the children of Israel out of his own hand. Because the Bible says he took the children of Israel out of his, with his own hands, his mighty hands. But he asked Moses, you think that you have no ability? You think that you are too, too unimportant or too, too, uh, uh, too weak to be able to fulfill the task before you? But what is in your hand? So the question we should always ask ourselves, now that we know that God is not is able, to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think what do we have in our own hand we do not doubt God's hand most of the time we doubt our own hand and when Moses put God said okay put, throw the stick on the ground what became as a walking stick what became what, what, became a, what was a stick that Moses used to, 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 to drive sheep and cow became a snake a serpent God said, pick it from it. Hail. Amen. And with that, Moses became confident of God's ability through him. And what did God tell him? Okay, you shall be a God to them. Moses, uh, Abraham, your brother, shall be a prophet in your stead. And the miracles that Moses did was with what? The rod in his hand. God can turn every death situation into, a possible, a poss- into possibilities. That stick was not a stick that was alive. It was a dried stick, but with the same stick, God used and made miracles. 
it was the same stick. How can the stick be put thrown and the guy became a step and swallow all the other snakes? Of, in in, in, in Pharaoh's courtyard, yeah, the stick remained the same stick. It did not increase in size. And when they faced the obstacle, when they met death in front of them and death behind them, what did they, what was Moses, the Moses still use? When they came there and cried out to God, what did God still ask him? Stretch for your hand. You have a hand. What was God telling him? You have an authority as a believer. In, first, in, in, in Luke chapter 10 verse 19, Jesus Christ told the disciples, which we are the disciples, says, Behold, I have given you authority. I have given you exosia. I have given you power over all the dynamics, over all the ability of the enemy. It says, Nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Nothing. What do you have in your hand? As believers these days, God is not just looking for what we have in our hands. He's looking for what we have in our mouth. The power of the word of God is not in the Bible that you have. It's not in the, the, the phone that you have that you are reading the soft copy. No matter how many versions of the Bible you read on a daily basis, it doesn't have any potency or any power if it doesn't come from your mouth. And you cannot remove it from your mouth if it's not in your heart. You cannot give out what you don't have. I cannot come and stay in the name of Jesus out. And inside of me, I'm like, see me one. I don't even know about Jesus. I cannot command anything. Why? Because it is not from within. Out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. So you as a child of God, wherever you stand and speak, you should be able to flow life. Rivers of living water. Just because the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So if it's in you, what flows out of you? Spirit life. What was out of you? Rivers of living water. Which means every dead situation, every dry land, you're dead to make it fruitful. There's always a way out. Like I said, when you're passing through those trials, God is going to leave you max. Scars of battle. So when you come at the other end, you look at your stomach. Oh, I passed through that wall. I cracked in the wall. When you, when you come and look at yourself, oh, my hairs were burnt because I passed through the fire. But it did not burn my skin, but it just touched my hair. It's a proof to show that fire passed through that hand. When you go into the water, it will not drown you, but you come out your wet. It's a proof that you passed through it. So don't, be, don't, 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 don't fret. Fret means don't worry. Don't overthink it. Don't stress when you have scars from the stress you went through. At the end, what will happen is that you sit back and say, God, thank you for showing me that you love me. Because this is an example to show that you're faithful to the end. All we need to do is to trust him to remain focused, faithful. A double-minded person is unstable in all his or her ways. Double-minded. Because you're here today, you're here tomorrow. You're here today. You're saying, I this God, this I'm with you two, 24 7. <laughs> the next minute, you say, God, wait. I'm going to try this side. The Bible says, once you are like this kind of person, the Bible calls you lukewarm. You're neither hot nor cold. So you're in between. You're lukewarm. The Bible says, God just can say, I will spit you out. When you were spitted out, you have no access again to God. Where do you have access? The devil doesn't need your invitation to come to your life. God needs your permission to walk in your life, but the devil does not need it. Once God is not there, the devil automatically comes. And when things are happening, you think that you're, you're, you're standing, I'm a child of God, I'm praying. God is like, I already spit you out because you are neither hot nor cold. Either you want to serve one master well or serve none at all. What was I saying? I was saying that talking about trials and challenges. I'd rather have challenges and know that God is faithful than be so comfortable, yet I have not got in my life. I am empty. 
Hallelujah. We hope you've been blessed by this message from the Tower Church Gathering. God bless you.